Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today, we're talking about all things executive marketing. One of the biggest challenges that we see in marketing today is is not, in fact, marketing. It's actually helping customers to to buy, and in particular, the key role that executives play. So I'm thrilled to be joined by Samara Donald, Global Executive Marketing Lead at Amazon Web Services. Samara, welcome. Thank you, Alicia. Great to be here with you. Good to have you here. So t- tell me, executive marketing, why is it important and why should marketeers prioritize it? Well, that's the the ultimate question of the day, for sure. Executive marketing certainly is rising in, let's say, popularity. I think I see more and more folks that are, are doing executive marketing all the way from actual marketeers to sales folks and uh, business development folks. So certainly the question of the of the hour is how do we get to executives the importance, as you've asked the question, is really just the trends that we see more and more executives being involved in digital transformation decisions, uh, decisions that were, I would say, 20 years ago, really resigned to the IT departments. That's, you know, based on the evidence or the research, just because these projects or transformation uh, initiatives are, in fact, I- I- uh, impacting the entire organization, you know, transitioning if you're a legacy company and moving into uh, the digital space, if you've got a lot of legacy infrastructure, uh, that is a pretty significant and sizable change, uh, not just from a technology standpoint, certainly, but from you know cultural and organizational standpoint, skills, uh, who do you need? How do you get the organization to think differently? What does this actually mean for your business in terms of what you're able to now deliver with a more digitized, let's say, infrastructure and, and, and way of uh, running your business? So that that's really why executives become important, because they are influencing those decisions ever more and in some cases are becoming the actual business decision maker as we start to see budgets for projects that were more traditionally in the IT world now being more distributed uh, into business lines or owned by different business leaders, even departments like financial and CFO um, with the CFO um, having their own, let's say, IT budget, as it were. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, we see a big part of executives playing key roles, particularly in the last six or nine months as organizations have accelerated their transformation. Um, those teams getting much smaller and, and executives taking the charge, not not necessarily leaving it to IT. And for, for you defining executive marketing, is it is it still about taking executives out to probably less so today, but swanky venues or meeting them at, at large summits? How would you define executive? marketing. Yeah, that's, I would say definitely that's the way sales, sales would position or, or is often the, what's in the salesperson's mind of, uh, oh, those marketing people, they, they take my, my clients out to dinner. It, it of course is, 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 is much bigger than that. And, and I'll start with, you know, this, this, this term, even executive, right? I, I've said of, a, as of late, it's a we have this thing called the mystical executive and because it really is not a monolith it's it's uh it, the executive space is is so complex and and diverse and and oftentimes i say if you if you say you're marketing to executives you may as well that's like saying your target is women <laughs> it's terrible it's not yeah. exactly very specific is it and you can't exe- you can't market to women just like you can't market to executives so that the first order of business is of course figuring out 
what specific executive is important um, in a particular business, which, you know, there's some generalities, you know, of course, in terms of, you know, IDC says there's, you know, 21 uh, executives in any kind of decision making, especially about large uh, technical transformations or technical projects half of those being in the business space, and we can kind of get some generalities about those titles or personas. But really, that's where ABM comes into play, because it's we do find it's different industry to industry, um, segment to segment, that number will, will vary. And the actual persona who are involved are going to vary even country specifics, you know, in some countries, you have different hierarchy dynamics, such as the CFO reporting to the COO in certain countries. I think Spain is 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 more aligned to that uh, organizational structure, uh, generally speaking, uh, whereas other countries have now would see the CFO reporting to the CEO. And so that that really changes how the CFO, as one example, is involved in, in the decisions. So Samara, one of the biggest trends that we've seen if you compare North America to EMEA is North America buying decisions tend to be led more by executives and in some of the European countries, much more bottom up. Uh, What's what's your experience been in, in marketing to executives region to region? Yeah, the, the region question and the, the country question is is another dynamic or a dimension rather of, of executive marketing. And, and there are definite differences around the world. I, I think, I guess I would observe that trend in EMEA um, is just there's some catch up to do and there are probably more laggard or legacy companies that are still in that you know getting to transformation state. And so that whole bottoms up gets back to this dynamic of decisions being made in the in the IT bubble, right? Um, but that I would say, at least from from everything I've read, that that is changing rapidly. The dynamic is is in fact shifting um, into what we see much more in North America of the executives in the boardroom, um, you know, being asked to weigh in on those decisions. You know, the board is a whole other dynamic. You know, how the board plays into decisions. I would say there's mixed sentiment or evidence that the board has much to say about, let's say, IT or technology or cloud decisions. But I can't help but think, particularly when you're talking about larger scale transformational projects um, that the board doesn't weigh in. Do they weigh in on the specific vendor? We don't know. Do they weigh in on, are we going to cloud or are we not? Again, there we don't really know, but there's definitely evidence that the boardroom at some degree is is having an opinion, certainly, about these especially larger scales transformation. And it just adds another dimension to the question of executive and who are these mysterious executives? Yeah, I think the interesting thing when it comes to organization to organization, you end up in some organizations where the decision making is is made by one executive and led and, and it, they build consensus and bring everybody else with them. And then those that are much more driven by aligning the rest of the exec team or the board and they're having to bring many more executives on that journey with them. Yes. Now you're talking about my favorite subject, which is the sociology of the executive space, right? I used to, used to spend my career in consumer marketing and I would say you as a consumer marketer you're thinking much more about the psychology you know of a particular consumer and that direct buy is a lot closer you know to to that buyer you can really kind of dig into the depths of psychology and 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 work certain you know work your marketing toward understanding the particular buyer when we get to enterprise of course and particularly executive it's a it's a much uh, more complex dynamic because you have this 
buying committee, as we've kind of now learned to, to call them, or decision-making committee. And that's where sociology really comes into play about, you know, these getting back to which, which executives are important and the most important. And then who influences those influencers, right? Who are they looking to, to make their decisions or make their, you know, opinions about their decisions to weigh in? Um, and that's, you know, yet another, you know, complex dimension of this executive space is it's not really just about those executives in the companies we're trying to get to. It's the influencers of the influencers. And that, that can be a number of, of things. It can be, um, you know, what do they read in press? What, what media do they, do they attune to? Um, what um, systems integrators are they working with? What other partners are, are they working with or who maybe have been embedded in the company for a long time? And that those that's an angle you know we have to look at in the enterprise space because we understand that it's it's much more about the sociology than the psychology. And just thinking about how you're reaching some of these executives, it sounds like you're really tapping into into the networks. How has your um, audience engagement differed compared to some of that broader marketing? What is your how is your mix different? Are you running more events? Are you doing more content syndication? Yes, of, of course, the mix is is uh, significantly different than thinking about let's say a, a more mass market approach such as you might do in developer or consumer marketing, which is, you know, again, where I, I kind of attune to uh, ABM and, and really trying to get down to that one-to-one, one-to-one or one-to, let's say, one company type of uh, strategy. But but ultimately, you know, one, one thing that I think remains consistent with the executive space is the smaller, the better. You know, executives with their uh, they are time pressed, you know, they do want to get specific in, you know, their business, their industry, you know, learning from their peers. And the real only way to do that is in very small and intimate settings. That's been particularly challenging in the era of COVID because, you know, conversations are just different virtually. And I would say I, I would that dynamic holds in terms of smaller, the smaller, the better. And in fact, I would say even getting more small than we might see in the in the physical world, you know, in a physical world, you could host a, a 30 person, let's say roundtable um, type of event, talk about peer and get interaction. You could talk about, you know, industry trends, what have you in the virtual space, even 30 people feels like a lot. And so smaller, smaller, smaller is sort of the, the trend that I'm seeing, at least um, in this space. Yeah. And what, and what about content? What role does content have to play? Ah, yes. Uh, the fun, the fun <laughs> space of content with the executives. Yeah, we, um, it's so, it's so fascinating. There's, there's, there's quite a lot of research actually about content in the executive space and how different it is. And I, I think it just comes all back to that, you know, executives being pressed for time. They're a lot more skeptical too, is, is another thing we find. So that just means our content for executives has to be sharp on relevant, timely, and most importantly, it has to be something they can't get elsewhere. You know, content, and then this is just a general generalization about content over the last you know decade of it's because of digital, right? Um, content feels so transient, yeah. uh, particularly web content, right? And so, sending a link to a web article feels much more like throwaway than might be something that's in an ebook form, even though if the content is exactly the same. So the, so the format is, is a quite an important dynamic to, because it presents content in a, in a different way. That said, you know, again, you have to factor in the, the time dynamic of, you know, executives having maybe 30 seconds to look at your content. So that's what I mean by sharp. It has to be sharp to the point, you know, one, two pages. We actually find infographics work quite well. 
Um, with the exception space, I think that's something we found at Momentum, you know, infographics and very short, succinct, you know, it's, it's the executive summary that you would write in, in a paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Writing it's to, about all the key points. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like not get into the, the details. And then if you want to learn more, go here. Yeah. And it, I think one of the things that we're seeing, it just, you mentioned it at the outset that with just this big trend of organizations saying we want to reach more executives, but we don't have access to these audiences. Are executive programs right for everybody? Well, right for everybody, I think is, is pretty big generalization. I think if you, you know, particularly for enterprise, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you said earlier, which I think is quite right. If you if you're working even in the B2B space and you have a, a pretty clear single decision maker or decision maker unit, you know, going bottoms up, I don't think is a, is, a, is the wrong approach. I, I don't even think an enterprise bottoms up is the wrong approach. We sometimes I sometimes think of it like a sandwich. You know, you've got to go bottoms up and top down at the same time. And in some some somewhere we will meet in, in the middle. Um, there, there's some power to the bottoms up approach, right? There, I remember one project we worked on together where we took an approach of the, the message to the executive is we've already got 3,000 developers trained and, or your developers trained, right? Which, which is a powerful message. And, and the fact that you know, your developers love this product is a powerful message to an executive. It makes it very easy for them to say, well, great, let's do more with you. Mm-hmm. So that sometimes can almost be the harmony between that bottoms up and tops down um, approach. And if, if you are rolling out an executive program, thinking of all of your work across this space, what kind of success can firms expect by adopting that this type of program? Is, is it about reach? Is it about access? How would you measure that? Yes, uh, metrics uh, have always been, you know, a pretty challenging space in, in exec audience. There's, there's a lot of, you know, you can do a lot of analysis of, uh, you know, attribution to to programs, you, you know, you touch this executive and then, you know, three months later or six months later, the business kind of change, but it's it's not that clear, right? It's often a pretty muddy picture, at, mostly because in enterprise marketing, regardless of executive, there's a lot of activity happening at one time. So marketing attribution period is a, is a, is a hard thing, but certainly, you know, you can do some very common marketing analysis by saying, let's isolate A-B tests. Let's say in this, in this company, let's try this executive program in this company, let's similar looking company, let's not. Let's see where we are. Um, but I would say my, my warning there is it's not going to happen in three months. You know, these are like everything in enterprise marketing. These are things that take, you know, a year or more to develop. And so patience um, kind of becomes the, the the key word when looking at the, the metric or the return. And some of it has to be a little bit of faith. We, we often say, I often say executive marketing is a bit of art and science, right? There, there's definitely some science that we can, you know, dig into and really try to understand the audience, really try to understand the persona dynamics, really trying to go deep in figuring out that, you know, downstream impact on business outcomes. But there's a lot where we just can't can't know. There's a lot you can't see with with current, you know, tracking and, and trends. And relationships like love are not measurable. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Great, great quote. Yeah. It's um I think that that that's what it comes down to. If you look at account work that you're doing, executive work that you're doing, is it possible to get to critical mass? Is it possible to build those relationships at scale through through marketing activity? I think it is possible to get to scale. In fact, my current um, entire focus is is around scale. I don't know. It's probably because of my Microsoft background. I, you know, there was a famous Bill Gates 
you know, quote when I worked at Microsoft that was banting around whether he said it or not, I don't know. But he, you know, said, I, I really can't think in terms of anything that doesn't have many, many zeros after it. Right. And 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 what he meant by that was, you know, if I can't scale it, it's it's not interesting. Yeah. And I, I I think that I think in that way as 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 well. And again, I think maybe maybe I've just been trained that way or indoctrinated <laughs> that way that scale is 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 where it's at. And I, I think it is possible to scale, but but ultimately it does come down to, particularly with executives, it comes down to a one-on-one relationship. Now, scale in marketing, um, I think, leads to those one-to-one relationships, right? But but that's 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 the dynamic in enterprise, right? It's this relationship between marketing and scales and the interlock. And sometimes it's just about finding that right handshake between between marketing and scales and marketing doing the job of the the masses and then getting to a point where you can hand off to those re- more relationships um, that will be built by the sales teams. I actually asked uh one of my sales colleagues, this question of what can market, what do you think is the job of marketing and what can marketing do for sales? And he said, I need you to do two things. I need you to, I need you to ready, ready the runway, which is to say, get that message out there fast and loud and frequently, right? Tell, tell everybody our story so that when I walk through the door, I'm not the first one they're hearing it from. And then, and then I need you to give me a reason to collide which I thought was such an interesting, you know, back to your question of, you know, events and all that stuff of it's not about the event, right? It's just giving them an opportunity to walk through that door. Marketing has to do the job of opening the door so sales can walk through it. And I think that's an, another flaw I see sometimes marketing trying to do, go all the way and almost formulate the relationship. It's like, no, our job is to open that doorway and let sales take it the rest of the way. Because that, that's, that's, I think, the, how, the, how the scale works is when we can work very, very much in tandem um, with our sales teams. Yeah, almost running in parallel. So you're building that scale and reach into the audience. It sounds like you've had quite a few learnings already across your executive programs. If an organization is is building out their executive program, what what, what would your advice be? What tips would you give to firms looking at at building their own? I think my top advice is is just, you know, what I've learned in my career really is just, you know, it's a complex space and you can't you can't cover it all. Uh, certainly, if you're a single person, I think that's you know I see other companies you know putting in one person for executive marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's really not going to tackle it. So you know if you are one person and a one person band, I would first start with getting really crystal on which part of the audience will you, will you tackle first? Because you, if you try to tackle it all again, it's like the marketing to women. You, you just it just you'll you'll make zero impact. But if you can get very crystal on a specific audience or a specific target or even better, a specific business problem to solve, I think there's a better chance of of success. And then starting small and and growing it from there, testing and learning, you know, along the way is 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 definitely the name of the game, because otherwise it can become very overwhelming with how many complexities and dimensions there are to this space called executive. Yeah, you can go a mile deep, can't you? And what about the relationship with sales? How are you partnering with sales to to build those executive relationships? Yeah, sales is always, um, you know, the ultimate dynamic. And this that's just a generality, right, for, for enterprise marketing. Ultimately, they are the pathway to the customer or ultimately, you know, we would say they own the customer. Um, our job, again, is to get that message out there wide and loud, get to get a megaphone on it and uh, give them the opportunity to collide with that with that customer. 
you know, I think we used to say that this at Momentum all the time when we would work with with clients, it was it was about sales knows exactly what to do. It, you know, if you've got a very dedicated, if you've got dedicated salespeople, which you often do in in uh, enterprise, they know exactly what to do. They just don't have the megaphone that marketing does to get those messages out there. And and often they don't know. You know, back to like things like content format. That's that's just not their domain. So. I think that, yeah, the, 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 the longer marketing people can spend with sales and really understand, you know, they'll tell you everything you need to know. And then it's our job to figure out how to take that wide and wide and broad uh, reach your frequency and get them, you know, get them in the door. Yeah, fantastic. And w- one of the things that I've loved about your work across exec programs is how you co-create content with executives. Has that been an easy thing to, to pull off? What have you learned along the way? I think it's easy if you have an intention to, to do it and really are a believer that just like sales will tell you everything you know, customers will tell you everything you, you need to know. And if you really sit and listen they, they will write the stories for you. You just have to shepherd it, you know, along the way. I, and yeah, I think, you know, this just comes to, you know, customer stories being a key part of that, building that content that resonates. At the end of the day, I think it's, if it's one thing we, we will take away from the last five years in executive marketing, it's the most, the thing that matters most is I want to hear from my peers. I want to know what my peers are struggling with and I want to know how they might have tackled a similar problem. That's actually a pretty easy thing to create and to present because all you have to do is talk to customers and synthesize the story. So yeah, I think letting your customers tell the story, let, or just, I would, I would say letting customers tell the story is a, is a great strategy toward finding similar customers that have similar problems that can learn from their peers. Yeah. I mean, they, they almost become advocates and, and then you've got their network that you're also leveraging. Mm. Yeah. And it's about creating that opportunity, just, just like creating the opportunity for sales to collide. It's creating the opportunities for your customers to collide with each other, right? Yeah. And learn from each other. It's like the, the old adage, there, there are no new problems to solve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, all the problems already exist and there's just people who've figured it out and other people who've had different pathways to and learnings. And if we collect and share all that learning, that that creates a really powerful system. Yeah. And it just sounds to me like you're creating a bit of a value exchange between those those peers. Is is that what you're also thinking about across channels of how do you make sure that any engagement you're getting with C-suites or, or the executive audiences, that, that there's a reason for them to keep returning? Yes, I think so. Um, you know, keep, keeping returning is, is definitely... In the space of, of cloud, you know, cloud enterprise uh, sales or cloud enterprise business, it's not a transaction, right? This is a, a consumption business. There's a great book called Cloud Economics that sort of went through this. It's probably not 10 years old, but the dynamic of, of cloud being a, a much more of a always on, you know, consumption as opposed to a transaction is, is a totally different dynamic in the enterprise space. When I was at Microsoft, I was there. I was lucky to be there at the time when we when we were moving to cloud from the legacy business of selling, you know, selling software and uh, selling uh, Windows on CDs <laughs> and um, an office on CDs. And I worked on the first Dynamics campaign when we were doing Dynamics in the cloud, right? And it's. Uh, it was a big shift for sure to, to take a business that was historically, you know, selling these transactions and everything's operating on a quarterly cycle and a yearly cycle and in the cloud space now thinking three years and how do, how does this, how does this account or, or, 
customer look in the next three years and how will we look at consumption and my my sell quote unquote today is I'm not actually going to realize it until three years down the line. That is a fundamental cultural shift to enterprise sales that you know took some time to, to to move to. Yeah, I bet huge shift. And I think when often you're targeting the C-suite from a marketing perspective compared to maybe middle management, it, you're almost flipping it, aren't you? You're going from selling the value, the business case, and then building trust to doing it in reverse order. How is, as executive marketing, can organizations build trust with stakeholders? Can marketing actually play a role in, in trust? Yes, I, I think definitely. I mean, ultimately, you know, this will come down to relationships. And I that's why I go back to, you know, sales ultimately will, will hold the relationship. But I do think marketing can build trust because of that broadly scalable messaging and content. Um, if if we can get to really understanding the their business, really understanding their challenges and concerns, and really becoming relevant in their sphere, I, I think it's relevancy that that starts to build trust. So it's the beginning of that of that trust. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say you know trust me, I'm a trusted partner. That's like saying I'm cool. Believe me, you have, you have to show it. But you know there are there are things that can be evidenced about you know relevancy to to their business and actually really understanding the business and the fact that you know this is this is what we want to we want to do is we want to understand your business and we want to understand. So I, again, this is where I think ABM comes into play because you can only do that if if you're down at that account level, right? It's yeah. it's harder to do that at, at broad scale marketing but again it, it, if, if you at the broad at the broad level you can open the doorway and open the pathway that's really the first step of saying we, we invite you to to take us into the the, the trust tent as it were and uh, meet meet with us let us show you you know let us challenge your, your business yeah it's interesting hearing you talk about buying teams and how the executive and board teams are operating in an exec marketing context and the relevance that you have to build at an account or customer level should should ABM and exec marketing be one of the same? That is a great question. Uh, I, I I have thought that a lot in my career that ABM is executive and executive is ABM. The question is when we get to it's the scale factor, right? Mm-hmm. How far can you take ABM before it really becomes industry marketing or persona marketing? So I think there's definitely some of, there's a very significant overlap, um, but I but I do think there's a distinction between. The more broader scale, what we would call executive executive marketing, and then the true true what would be ABM yeah. um, at the account level. But you know, there's there's it's in tandem, right? There's a lot that can be leveraged between marketers that are doing ABM versus marketers that are focusing more on, let's say, more executive programs, as it were, that are uh, slightly more more um, broad scale. I'll give you an example. You know, the, the scenario might be, you know, in an ABM in an ABM program. You know, we would have customer one, customer two, maybe as much as four customers in, a, in an ABM program. Or if you're trying to do a one to few approach, I don't know what you say these days, 15 to 24, something like this. Whereas if you were if you were flipping that a little bit and taking the lens of let's do an executive roundtable on with CFOs, for example, you might bring together all of those accounts or invite all of those, this, just the CFO from all of those accounts. So it's sort of like two, two sides of the coin, you know, to say one is ABM or one is executive maybe is splitting hairs. But ultimately, I think they live they live together for sure.
thanks so much for sharing some of your insights. I've particularly liked your, your comment about don't categorize execs like you'd categorize all females. But <laughs> what's one of the things that, if you can just bring us to a close, that's really surprised you about executive marketing over the years? What, what have you taken away that you weren't expecting? Yeah, so I, I think the thing that surprised me, and maybe this is just me, uh, but I actually suspect a lot of people in general, let alone marketers, feel this way is, you know, the executive space can be very intimidating. You know, I'm not an executive. I don't have a C-suite title. How how do I go talk to a CFO or a CEO or a CMO, right? Particularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it can be very intimidating, but it is the old adage that, you know, these are people and they, they put their pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> And if you have something to say, they will listen. And it, and that's that's the trick, right? Finding, being very smart about finding that thing to say that will be very relevant and very helpful, right? I mean, that's just good marketing is you presenting something, having a proposition that is in fact very helpful to that consumer or influencer. They they will listen because that they're just trying to solve problems too, and they're just people trying to solve problems. They just have more complex problems sometimes. But yeah, that I think that's been the one thing that has maybe surprised me is my own fear or intimidation of you know a senior person needs not get in the way because again these are just people trying to solve problems and if we have some a very good answer for them they will in fact listen whether that's through digital or through in person whatever the means of taking that message to them they will listen if the if the message is good enough brilliant fantastic piece of insight i think there's so much written on individuals like cfos that it's overwhelming but actually when you meet them or you you have a conversation that they are people and they have specific priorities but easy to get intimidated by it yeah thanks so much for joining us today samara R- really insightful discussion i've enjoyed talking all things executive marketing with you absolutely i always enjoy talking with you alicia thank you for a great conversation i look forward to hearing more and learning more from your series thanks so much take care This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.